Hello and welcome to episode 15 of Ask the Therapist. My name's Sarah Reese, and today I'm interviewing Nicole Good. She's a nutritionist and works in functional medicine, which I didn't know very much about at all. Nicole works here in Wilmslow. She's setting up a clinic in um, 2020 and is available on Skype. Um, the reason I thought it was important to kind of have a chat with Nicole and talk about um, nutrition is because at the moment in the world of psychology, the link between the brain and the gut is becoming more and more important. What we eat can affect our mental health and how we feel. And it's likely that this will continue and become the kind of future of psychology that we will start really looking about what's going on in our bodies and how that's supporting our our brain health and our psychological well-being so we need to start the conversation and a great way to start is chatting with Nicole today so I hope you enjoy the episode and let me know what you think here we go lovely to have you here Nicole Nicole Good and can you just start by introducing yourself and tell us more about what functional medicine is I'm dying to know more yeah so um my name is Nicole Good and I have set up Good Nutrition um I'm currently working as a functional medicine practitioner and as a nutrition coach and I'm working towards my registration to be a nutritional therapist um so that's exciting um I chose nutritional therapy because you do the three-year um degree level course in nutrition science um but you also do clinical training so you get to do a lot of like the therapy work which I think is is the sitting down down, one-to-one working with people and I think it's that's it's good to have that sort of behind you so I'm currently seeing clients in London for that part of my okay. course, which is great. Um, and then I'm doing the functional, so I do the functional medicine as well, so I finished so the training for that. Tell me what functional medicine so, is. Yeah, um, <laughs> so it's not something that everybody's heard of. No. Um, the The idea behind it is it's, it's working more with chronic illness as opposed to acute illness. Mm. Um, and it's a science-based, personalised approach. Um, so the idea is looking at each individual to work out the root cause of why that person is getting those symptoms. So very individualised. It's very very holistic as well. Yeah, and it look it is. It's the whole body. It's it's the idea that rather than seeing a specialist in one particular thing, it's it's looking at the whole body. If one thing's knocked off, something else could be yes. causing that, or be knocked off as well, and things like that. So it's it okay. is. It's very holistic, and it's looking at each person's genetics and their um, their biochemical makeup and how that can affect their particular health. Mm. Um, so we do genetic testing sometimes oh, and, wow. and things like that. So that's, that's really interesting. Um, yeah, and it's this idea that a one, there isn't sort of a, a one size fits all approach yes. to treating things. Um, and it's the idea that one, one disease could have many different causes. So you could have five people in front of you that have yeah. all been diagnosed with the same condition, but they could all have it for a different reason. Right, and you'd be and looking at why. You'd be looking at are. why, so getting to that reason why they've got that. So kind of like a bottom-up <clears throat> approach rather than yes. just treating exactly. the surface so it's going, it's going, it's going back up that that mm. what's been going on with them, and we go right back through their timeline all the way back. And wow. one of the questions we always ask is, um, when did you last feel well? Because mm. I generally people all sort of say, oh well, you know, like a little while ago, and then you sort of start digging back into their history, and actually, that all of a sudden they'll be like actually I haven't really felt well for 10 years or you know it, it sort yes. of starts to come out and they start to make links between things yeah. um so yeah so that's a good one but there's um it's something like 
say like um, adrenal dysfunction, yeah. which we see a lot of causing so a lot of fatigue. Tired, and, and yeah, yeah, so a lot of that. And a lot, a lot of that is symptoms that, sort of this unexplained symptoms that people don't always know quite what's wrong with them. Mm. They can't get to the bottom of it. Probably been to doctors. Yeah, so kind time. of low level fatigue yeah. where it's not, that's you can't put of, your finger some on it. people call it burnout. Yes. Which is yeah. that sort of, yeah. Um, but that can be caused by, um, it can be caused by stress. Mm. It can be caused by food intolerances. Um, it can be an infection mm. um, or it can be an autoimmune disease. So, if you so would you find, test for all that? So too? not, we don't always have to test. So okay. we can, testing is a part of what we do and some tests are really brilliant for people but we accept that they're not always cheap okay. um, so where we can we look back at look back at history and try and work out what's going on and what the root cause might be um, which takes time so you sound a bit like an investigator yeah, it is. It's, that's what it is it's about investigating what's been going on with them and, and really getting underneath just the label that they've been given um and and really digging down and finding out why they've got that and so you could yeah you could have you know four people with adrenal fatigue in front of you and yeah. you might treat each one completely differently based on what's going on in their oh, life or in their history so that's yeah that's, that's and i bet people good. really like that you take the time and the care to really that's it. get them um, yeah and you, and you know you don't get that time. time with your you know your gp yeah. or you know they don't they don't have the time to do it and that's um that's the the bonus of this you know you get an hour to start yeah. with um, depending on the case sometimes 90 minutes if it's a really sort of mm. complex history um and we really and you go through everything a full timeline of all the way back to you know birth and yeah right wow. the way back yeah That's so it is, it's, it's fascinating yeah so why nutrition what's Led you on the journey to becoming. Oh, that's a long road for me. Um, yeah, so I, I've got into it through my own health problems. Right. Um, I was studying neuroscience at university mm. um, and I became ill with, again, this sort of unexplained symptoms. Nobody quite knew what was going on. I was back with a horse to doctors a lot of the time. Um, so I had about 15 years of that. Oh my um, gosh. So it's been a long, a long a road. Long journey, um, yeah. yeah and so I, you weren't doing anything in nutrition, you were doing neuroscience. Yeah, so I was totally, yeah. And then I went so back. So what to, did you want to do with the neuroscience? I always wanted to be a doctor. Right. That was always the plan. Yeah. My health had other ideas. Right. Okay. <laughs> um, so it, yeah, it became clear that that wasn't good. It, the, the hours okay. weren't going to work. It wasn't going to be an option. Um, yeah, so I, I actually went back to university and did a law degree. Wow, um, completely different. Yeah, totally different. I think because I decided that I couldn't do medicine, I, you know, the, the, the job wasn't going to work for me, I decided to do something totally different. Um, and then as I got into looking myself, how I could have helped myself, I found nutrition and I found functional medicine. Mm. And that love of science came back again. Oh. And I, yeah, and I think it just, and I just loved it. And I, I saw such an improvement in, in me. Yeah. Um, I decided to sort of look into it more and the more research I did, I just fell in And how powerful and... that you are, you've actually been on the journey that yeah. a lot of your clients... That's it. I think it's having going. that understanding for, for clients that maybe, you know, have been on that long road as well. Yes. Um, yeah. Which is, it, it's hard that, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a tough time when you're, you're going through something like that. And I think just having somebody that understands that is, is a big bonus. Absolutely. Um, yeah. yeah. So that's sort of what got me into studying Fantastic. it. And, uh, yeah. and here you are. And here I am, yeah. <laughs> um, 
what, can you tell me about some of the things people would come to see you about? What are the common things that you... Yeah, so I'm, I, I, I sort of focus on chronic health conditions. Yeah. Um, in particular, I'm focusing, because of my history, on autoimmune and neurological mm. ones. Um, and people with unexplained symptoms, so a lot mm. of fatigue, a lot of pain. Um, people, yeah, generally just a lot of those people that sort of say to you, I just, I just don't feel... Yes. well you know yeah. I, don't, I don't feel 100 percent. i've got some pain i've got aching i'm tired all the time and mm. you know they, they don't maybe don't quite know what's going on um or people that have been diagnosed so yes. they may have been through the conventional medicine route and they've been diagnosed with certain conditions um mm. and they want to look at a sort of an, another approach to yeah i think that's it i mean it sounds like my journey really when i hit 40 i was tired fatigued yeah. and saw a nutritionist and was eventually diagnosed with an underactive thyroid but it was literally yeah, it wasn't enough was do you yeah. thyroid thyroid you know? and adrenals i think that's part yeah. of the stress of society today do as well you? i think yeah particularly the, the, so are, are autoimmune diseases on the rise yeah massively massively yes massively. why is that stress um i think i think there's a lot it's toxins probably as well in, in the, the environment oh yeah i think uh, what what you know how we're living now yeah. with technology and pollution and, and all of that that I that I would I I believe that's probably got a lot to do with it yeah. um stress as well though with with how fast-paced our lives are yeah. and the pressure we're almost not built for the world we live in yeah. are we no, it's, it's too fast that's or... a bit like this you you probably have yes, done a lot on this yeah. but there's it's that sort of fight and flight response yes, yeah. which we were designed to have you know short way short, back short, when short, you know yeah. when you know if you came across a tiger or something like yeah. that you would have that reaction and it would sa save you you know it was brilliant but these days you tend to find people are living in that um yeah i, I often see time. people that don't know how to relax yeah can't sit and read um, a book or watch yeah, tv program. because we weren't designed to have all these little pressures yeah. um mm. that trigger that sort of yes. um, response in our body yeah um so a lot of people are living in this constant sort of state of um that underlying sort of stress yeah um which you probably see a, a lot of I as do well. see a lot yeah. of. I'm tired. It's the biggest thing that yeah. I, I don't say as much now, luckily, but yeah. I did spend a lot of time saying that, and yeah. that's what I hear from a lot of people, just burnout, tired, yeah. fatigue. Yeah. yeah. And, that, and that can be, it can be stress, and it can be an underlying um, symptom. It can be nutrient deficiency and things yes, like that. But that's so where I work as well with people like you, you know, to, to work yeah. on both sides of things. It's been a massive part of my journey in getting better, seeing the doctors, they literally gave me a diagnosis, thyroxin, mm -hmm. and I've just been diagnosed with celiac disease, um, and again, it's been very much get about getting the diagnosis. I don't think in the medical profession, anybody said, how do you feel to no, me at all, yeah. but it's been seeing that having the nutritional support that has kind of got me better so yeah. the, the NHS has given me the diagnosis and then it's like okay what do I do now yeah. and changing my diet has made me feel like I'm in control and one of the kind of questions that um you know I recommend a lot of my clients see a nutritionist have some nutritional support because yeah. of this holistic um kind of way of working now I think we our brains and our bodies are really linked and, yeah and food is it, it, you know it is medicine yeah. it is yes. you know what, what you put into your body does make a massive difference to your health and, yeah and i think people 
are starting to understand that more. Yes. Um, I think it's definitely becoming a bigger approach to dealing with things. Yes, at last, which is absolutely fantastic. But I know one of the kind of barriers for me seeing a nutritionist was that um, you just think you're going to be told off. I don't know if this is anybody's experience. So I normally have kind of a bit of a shame story to go to a nutritionist with, like I've had an issue with cream eggs over most Easter's that (laughs) crops up. I don't, I bet there's, it's a gluten in cream eggs I bet there is is, oh god so well that'll be gone now that's sorted that out and then a wine and I and you always have these things that you know you know you want support with your nutrition but you know you're doing naughty things yeah what would you say to somebody that's you know I think not not nobody likes being judged I think that's the first thing not none of us want to feel that way um it's a that's you know natural human instinct I think the main thing to understand is that I'm not there to judge you. Mm. I'm there to, to help you understand. And I've actually never felt judged when I've said, I'm yeah, doing this, or I'm eating this. I think, this but I think there's a lot of people do feel before they go, do feel yes. that they will be. Yeah. Um, but my job's not to, it's not to judge you. Mm. And it's not to, it's not to tell you off. Or, and it's not even to tell you you can't have stuff, unless, unless there's a, a reason like celiac, something like that. You yes. Know, it's yeah. not about cutting, I don't like cutting It's interesting, now I'm, I've been told, as soon as I've been told you can't eat that, I actually don't even want to. Mm. Whereas before, when I was just on low gluten, I it was like... It. I think I it's an cheat. understanding yeah. with people. That's what I, f- I find the most important thing is um, educating people. Yes. You know, I think if they understand why making these changes will make them feel better, Yes. then they're, they're so much more likely to make them and to stick yeah. with them and you know I want to work sort of collaboratively collaboratively with my clients yes and um I don't want to cut loads of foods out I don't want them to feel judged I want to, them to understand why these changes might help yeah and um I think that's how people make long-term changes I don't I, you know I don't want people to go away and make these changes for a few weeks and say, oh yeah, I felt better and then finally can't stick to it. And that was, yeah, because I'd done Slimming World and Weight Watchers and just never been able to stick to it. And when I when I hit 40 and I thought, right, I, I want a, a new lifestyle, I wanted something that I could maintain. Yeah, that's that, it. I think that, it is. It's about finding something, a long-term plan. And yes. you know, if you start judging people and things like that, then you know, yeah. you're not going to have that rapport. And if somebody says to me, you can't eat that, I want I want of course you do. Apart <laughs> from the gluten, because I think I'm, I'm, I'm educated in what it's doing to yes. my body now. So that's been okay. And but and if I somebody says to me, go see, on a diet, I yeah. just put on weight. And with a health benefit as well. So with, yes. with you, if you if you see that improvement with yes. having celiac, you, you cut the gluten and you see the health benefit. Yeah. That helps people to stick Feel to it. Feel so much well. better. Yeah. I think the only the only other thing I'd say really with that is, is be honest. Because... Mm. If you come in and you really don't want to be judged, which I do understand, but you then say, oh, you know, I, I eat this and I eat a great diet and you're not going to get the right advice. You, you yes. know, I'm, I'm not going to be able to say to you, right, okay, well, let me help you with this or be, because I'm, I don't know, I don't know what you're eating, you're not telling me. So be honest. So be honest. Don't worry about, yeah, <laughs> you won't be judged. It's and not, yet I know. haven't ever felt judged. I've no. always felt like there's been a lot of concern, concern. <laughs> don't eat too many, but, you know, a lot of support. And, and as soon as you understand why and what, yeah. what three cream eggs do to yeah. your system. <laughs> I, think, I think as well people expect that I don't eat anything like that. 
you yeah. know and that's it's not that's not true that was my next question what does a nutritionist eat because you all look like you've got it together that you don't raid the biscuit tin well, we're very good at making it look that way <laughs> no i think um no I, th- I think that is a big concern with people i think they, they come see and they sort of think like oh they're going to eat this like perfect you are, diet i've not with, seen an overweight nutritionist um, you all look so slim no, and from the fact that we have such an understanding of food right. that we're bound to eat healthy because if you have that knowledge you're you know you wouldn't want to eat unhealthily with, with so that much knowledge. So you know what so you treat food like medicine yeah. like fuel. Yeah and... absolutely and you know with, with the knowledge that I have yes of course I'm going to cram my veggies in there and eat lots of good food that doesn't mean that I don't enjoy a piece of cake in an afternoon occasionally or you know I'm not going to have it every day but I will go out and have a piece of cake do you not, crave it do you cra- um, sometimes you think oh i just want yeah do, not yeah i wouldn't say i have craving so much i i cut down for health reasons i cut down my sugar quite drastically right um so i wouldn't say i crave it anymore but i do just have the odd day where i sort of think it's one of those days it might be cold it might be dark it might just yes. be going to winter and i just think you know i just i want comfort food and yeah. And, I'm, you know, I'm going to have a piece of cake with a coffee. And to go yeah. for it. Yes, of course. And I don't feel guilty about it. I think that's the main thing with people, I think. And I think this, um, like, good food, bad food thing creates an unhealthy relationship with yes. food with a lot of people. Yes, that's really um, I don't like calling foods good or bad. Labelling them. No, right. I, don't, I don't like that. I think, um, so you it's know... It's balance. It's balance. It's finding mm. that balance. And I live by, very much by an 80-20 rule. So... Mm. If 80% of the time I'm eating well and I'm eating lots of vegetables and I'm doing everything I know and I should. And 80 is that 80% of the day and then 20% naughty? Or is that 80% uh, So I do it on a week, yeah. So right. I say if 80% of the week I'm eating a good diet and I'm eating healthy and I'm eating things I know I should eat, then if 20% of the time I'm tre- I have a treat or I have a glass of wine or mm. have a piece of cake, you know, then... So it's 80, 20, we need to yeah, think Yeah, I, that, I find that works. And, and I find that for people enables them to stick to it mm. you know, so I, is that the weekend more relaxed um some Not people like to do off. it like, like yeah. that some people prefer to sort of say you know i'm gonna i'm gonna be really good through the week and then i'll maybe just have a little treat at the weekend because mm. that's generally maybe when people want to go out with friends and and you do have to focus on the fact as well that socializing is a very so important, important part yes. of life um and you know if you say to people you can't do this and you know you shouldn't eat after six o'clock and you know they're never gonna be able to go out with friends for dinner that's not good for people either no um no. so it is balance everything is balance and um, and yeah i think that's that's a nice way to look at it i'm not Eight. feeling guilty about it you know yeah. if, you, if you're gonna have if you're gonna have a piece of chocolate or a piece of cake eat, have it enjoy it because yeah you know if you feel guilty about it there's no point having that's, it so. yeah that's causing stress yeah, exactly, isn't it yeah. and that's so, yeah so just have it enjoy it and then cram some veggies in the next day <laughs> yeah yeah fantastic um and in the world of psychology the link between the gut and the brain is being talked about so much i can almost envision that my job and i'm quite excited about it i suppose that i might have to do a nutritional course or you know that's going to become a bigger part of what yeah, i do uh, yeah it's, it's going that way isn't it that, yeah. that for example um somebody with depression i there's evidence that probiotics can um, lift mm. your mood. I know fish oil, some um, psychiatrists prescribe high quality fish oils. They've been shown yeah. to um, for effectiveness in low mood. Um, so what are your thoughts about how what we eat impacts our minds and our, our psychological health? Do you think there's a link? Definitely. Yeah. Um, there's so much research in this area at the moment. 
Um, and it's, it's massive, really exciting. It's so area. exciting. I, I love it. It's, Do you? Yes, it's I love it. Favorite areas well. yeah. research. Um, it really is changing the way that we look at the body. Um, and functional medicine is very focused on it. Right. It's a big, big part of functional medicine. Um, so, sort of for people that don't know what it is, it's this idea of this link between the gut and the brain. It's called the gut brain axis. And it's a bi directional um, system. So, the gut can affect the brain and the brain can affect the gut. So, it works both ways. So, okay. most people will know, will sort of have come across it probably when they they get stressed and then they wake up and they say they've got that nervous stomach yes so that's the you know your, your, the stress that is i do some camp. trauma work where yeah. i'm kind of creating um for people we're taking them back to the trauma and they're imagining it and they will often say to me my stomach's going mm. in fact just this week i had a, a client that was yeah. saying my, it was all in his stomach for yeah. lots of people that's exactly where they carry yeah. it a lot yeah. of the trauma and that is part of this this connection between okay. the gut they're calling the gut the second brain now it's yes, sort of I hear that. um and i think people don't realize that there's actually 80 it's eight about roughly 80 percent of our um immune cells are made in the gut right um so your immune system is is effectively is in your gut and is affected Gosh. by what you're eating and everything like that and um similarly with um a lot of your neurotransmitters um, which we associate with the brain. Yes. Um, but they, um, I think it's about 70% or I think it's more actually, I think it might be 90% I think they're saying now of your serotonin is um, is made in the gut. In your gut. But that's a neurotransmitter that is affecting your brain. I mean, serotonin is what they call the yeah. happy hormone. Um, so it's very involved in, in anxiety and depression and things like that. And you're producing it in your gut. So mm. if your gut is damaged, then your production of these things are going to be damaged, impaired, and then you've yeah, and then you have the effect on the brain. So it's um, so it does wow. it works both so it works both ways. Um, and what about anxiety? What's happening with anxiety? Do you know? So in ter- in terms of the with, the gut, yeah. yeah. Um, so this is a lot to do with these neurotransmitters that okay. are being produced, um, and there's a there's a lot of a lot of some. Of, a lot of sort of disorders that are coming out with the gut now so things like intestinal permeability and things like this that we're learning a lot more about um what's that so that is the it's the it's the, the barrier of of the gut is it, some people call it leaky gut oh i've heard of that so, yeah um it, it gets leaky and things get through that shouldn't it's a bit like the blood brain barrier okay. um and so things like that that's that's caused um celiacs have it quite a lot oh, with, glu- with gluten yeah so if um, yeah so things like that can you get this um leakiness right. and things get into the bloodstream that shouldn't right um, and what would happen then so then you, that can cause symptoms and symptoms like that can be things like anxiety right. um so that can be one of them so um and then you've got the again with the idea of these these neurotransmitters that are produced in the gut and if, you, if your gut so what we eat can produce serotonin that yeah. would affect our yeah. mood because you need you need brain. you need nutrients to create all these things um yeah. you know the body needs all these nutrients for all the biochemical processes to happen so food is medicine it is we have it, to really, see it, it really is you do have to see it that way yeah so, so what if you've got anxiety and depression what what should we need to be eating um <laughs> Um, I know. <laughs> I'm think, asking you some big um, questions. Yeah, so I think. I well, again, I think the um, the first thing for me would be to look at the root cause of 
why the person has the anxiety. Yes. That, that is, yes, it, because if there's something that's scaring you, yeah. anxiety makes sense. Yeah, so. and there could be there could be something psychological, there could yeah. be something physical. Yeah. Um, so it could be an illness that's, that has a symptom of anxiety. It could be a trauma or stress that a person's going through that's causing anxiety. Yes. So getting to that root cause helps with how you might deal with that person. Mm. And it's again, it's that individualized sort of approach to that. Um, but so would you reckon, uh, recommend psychological support? Definitely. Yeah. In, 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 yeah, particularly in certain cases where there is so if somebody um, came with depression and, and they'd had loads of losses, yes, then you'd if want you find that, that and you often do find that in the timeline, you know, you as you're going back over things, you, you'll see this, oh, well, I started with all these symptoms at this time. And then you sort of, I think that's what, that's probably the difference between functional medicine and conventional medicine, because we will then say, what was going on in your life at that time? Mm-hmm. Were you maybe at university? Were you going through a divorce? Were you getting married? You know, what, what was happening? Yeah. Um, and so you take it all into yeah. account, that's so important. It is, isn't yeah. It? And you will see yeah. people click, you know, all of a sudden oh, yes. they'll be like, oh, you know, actually I, I did change jobs about six months before that. Mm. And you say, you know, and was that stressful? And they're like, well, yeah, it was, you know, it was a new job and it was stressful, it was hard. And, I've lost and that making sense that or, is so important yes, for people. And, yeah, and, and I think people start to understand that actually that may have had an effect on yeah. them and that's when they started with these symptoms. And then often with a stress, people start eating worse. Yes, because you know, they, they, they want the comfort food. Yes. So you tend to find the cycle and for people to put that together yeah. um, and start to see that. Um, I think that helps them too. Yes, because it would lower your stress. I mean, I do kind of timelines with some people and and one of the reasons is to help people create a compassionate narrative over how they've got to where they are. And I know um, with both my autoimmune conditions that I'm racking them up at the moment, (laughs) um, you just, I remember with my thyroid, I just thought my body was broken. Mm. I mean, and that was really, really scary, you know, because I'd never been ill. I was, my background's in nursing. I can hammer a 12 day, a 12 hour, 12 days. Yeah, Yeah, I can really do some hard work and and been quite invincible. So it was really, really scary. But then when I look over my life, probably have been very busy and, you know, I was juice doing the green juice like you wouldn't believe at the time because everybody was yeah green, green juicing yeah. which is really bad for your thyroid health like, yeah. you know <laughs> <laughs> oh my god I was doing everything wrong but yeah but there are you know it is about finding out the root cause behind yes. the, behind that but there are certain things you can do as well generally if you're okay. talking about anxiety you know you said like yes. sort of what foods for anxiety um and there are things and there's that's a bit like what we're talking about with what nutrients are needed for yes to do you know for, for the body to use and there's things like for anxiety, you'd look at things like B vitamins. Um, so they're needed to make your neurotransmitters. Mm. So if you haven't got those, you're not gonna produce the neurotransmitters. So you're going to, you know, you're not gonna have as much of that right. happy hormone as they as they like to call it. Um, so that Sorry. can have an effect. So that's What's kind of what has B vitamins. So right, so that would be things um like the sort of the main ones would be twelve nine and six so you'd okay. be looking at things like eggs meat Ooh, right, yeah. poultry fish yeah and particularly your oily fish um your dark leafy greens to get the right. e9 in there um some nuts um and yeah b6 poultry tuna 
right and um, things like that so it's, it's looking at things like that um and so then, it sounds like quite standard things we standard, should have in yeah, our standard diet. Things that should be there. I try not to use any of these superfoods that they okay. like to label because I think people just find it. And if you were busy, vegetarian and didn't eat meat, what would what's the be? Yeah, so um, is that a bit hard? It's harder. Okay. Yeah, um, it is in um, things like lentils, okay. um, sweet potatoes, um, <clears throat> and your your dark leafy green veg. So you kales and things like that so they can get it yeah um, it's making sure they're eating enough of it so being a bit more a bit more careful and yeah. vegetarians do have to be a little bit more careful with things like that you okay. know because you are cutting out food groups so yeah just making it's making sure that they understand what they need to put in to replace that you can you can be perfectly healthy on a vegetarian diet mm. it's just knowing what what to put in um and then i think other things for anxiety you'd look at um uh, things like tryptophan uh, so again, that's in um, like tuna, turkey, chickpeas, um, and that helps for neurotransmitter production as well. Oh, wow. um, magnesium, uh, another one you yeah, tend to find people low on. Yeah. Um, I've, I've heard that people are low on magnesium, so I'll often recommend people have Epsom salt baths mm-hmm. or the spray. Yeah, it's night. been found to be low in people with anxiety. Has it? Yes. Yeah. Um, so Some I, people it can disturb their sleep though, have you heard yes, about it can. what's going on there? So it's... Again, it's a bit case by case. Okay. So it's um, yeah, I've come across it about once or twice. I've gone yeah. have Epsom salt baths and um, do all this, and they've gone oh, I've had nightmares. And it is a bit trial and error with people, okay. and you have to just start off low and see how they go. Okay. Um, and rather yeah. than we always say slow and steady, you know, yeah. rather than trying to do everything overnight, um, and rather than doing everything at once as well, because then you don't know what's working and what's not. Mm. Um, so it's about doing things just very slowly, very steadily, and just finding what works for that person. Yeah, and, and improving those things slowly. Fantastic. Yeah. And, I, and some people with anxiety would say that they um, crave a lot of sugar. Is is that to do with the adrenaline that they're yeah, producing? Yeah, that's to do is to do just to do with what they're producing. And I think, unfortunately, they they generally want the foods that they gen- then generally want to eat probably not necessarily the best foods for them for the anxiety yes. um so but if the body's wanting to produce adrenaline for the anxiety yeah. then it needs a lot of sugar doesn't yeah it? so if you're craving the sweet <clears throat> foods with anxiety um so another good food for anxiety is antioxidants mm. um so that's um that's to do with free radicals so um antioxidants help you lower the oxidative stress in the body Oh, wow. um, so that can help with anxiety so re- if I was trying to say if you're really craving that something sweet try and reach for something like a handful of berries mm. which are going to give you that sweetness yes um, but not give you that sort of sugar rush that can make anxiety worse yes it can um, and I think people think it will make them feel better because it's a comfort food and you know they'll feel better on it but actually it probably will make you feel more anxious mm. um, but again that's educating people if they if they understand that that's what that's going to do to them, then uh, then they'll, they'll probably reach for the right thing. Yeah, because they don't yeah. want nobody wants the anxiety to get worse. No, um, no. you know, and any, anybody that's had anxiety and been through that will know it's how horrible it is. And yes, you know, you when you, if you're in that, you, you do want to you want to get those anxiety levels down. So I think if they understand what to do to try and help that, mm. um, then they're more likely to reach for the right thing. But yeah. try try something sweet like berries that give you that Blue, sort of blueberries and yeah blueberries raspberries you know, things that are just going to give you that sweet taste yes um but then they're packed full with antioxidants that are going to help the anxiety rather than 
So it sounds like you need to be more organised and, and plan things. Yeah, and but sometimes that just grabbing is because, you, yeah. like, if I don't bring my lunch to work, I yeah. might go and choose there. the And I think thing. that's the thing. It's probably one of the hardest things mm. I think people find with nutrition is... Um, well, our lifestyles are convenience. crazy. Yeah, yes. I think that's it. And um, I think I think planning is a big is a big thing. If you can if you can plan your sort of your week ahead a little bit, and that self care, um, it's slowing yeah, down. It is. So it's, yeah. it's take that time. You know, self care is important. Mm. And and take that time to say, I am right. You know, on a maybe on a Sunday, I'm gonna just spend an hour and just plan. I'm gonna go to the supermarket and buy what I need for the week, and I'm gonna. Yeah plan it out and and it does help you stick to things because i think if you if you don't have the right foods in then you're bound to reach for whatever yes whatever's handy yeah. and then you don't always reach for the right thing um so your planning is a, is a, is a big one it's very important um, but and i then, think people do find it hard because lives are so busy yeah yeah, yeah absolutely and i try to do things with with um with clients with them um, giving them shopping lists and giving them plans that have got um like different food groups so they can if they say like i know i need that food group they can just look at it and see a list of foods on there yeah. and say, i'm going to buy a few of those from the supermarkets so i've got some of those in and so sort of convenience things to try and help them because once you've changed habits it's quite easy it then, is. isn't it? it's breaking you know it's very easy to make a habit it's much harder to break one yes and, um i you know i'm sure you know that with sort of the psychology side of things yes it, it is it's, it is harder to break a habit um, and it takes more time, mm. um, but it's completely achievable, isn't it? Is achievable. Slow it is. steps, yeah, and, slow and steady. And, and, and sometimes it's the mental kind of blocks that come up. I know when a nutritionist with my thyroid, I was advised to go uh, reduce my gluten intake. Um, I didn't even know what gluten was was in, and to hear I can't eat bread and porridge was like yeah. it was the mental block. Yeah, was the problem. Yeah. And then and now I have to cut it out completely. Um, but that's been a lot easier. It was more that I was like, Oh my god, I can't eat anything, never eat bread again. Yeah. It was the mental thing. It is, it's and it's then, uh, and again it's it's time consuming learning. Yes, it is know? time. And I think and, and yes. people do find that hard with, with busy lives as well, yeah. you know. And it, you know, if a, a doctor sort of just says to you, right, okay, cut gluten, off you go. Mm. Um people do tend to walk out of the office Freak a bit out. like you're like, Oh my gosh, what am I gonna eat? Um yeah. Whereas what, what I try to do is sort of say, if I, I do try not to cut things out, but if for health reasons yes. we do, so if celiac and cut gluten, then what I try to do is rather than say to them, you can't eat any of this, I try to give them lists of what they can eat. Yes. Because I think then they, they that walk out. That has been the thing that's been really helpful for me, yeah. is that, that we've focused on putting what you what can put, put in. in. Yeah, yes. and I think putting into a diet is, is much more empowering for people than yes. cutting out. Because I really like food. It's so important, yeah. isn't it? It's, it is. you know, it's what I think about all the time, yeah. especially at the moment. <laughs> and then um, with depression, what foods... Because the other side of depression, what I've just noticed in my clinic is that people might crave carbohydrates. Yep. And what, what is that just comfort? Is um, that yeah, I think a lot of that's comfort. There's, there's similar, I think, similar foods with depression and, and anxiety. So I think you'd be looking at the same things. We often right, um, okay. the omega-3s as well. Yeah, the fish um, oil. There is research around that. There's get a lot of research. Um, yeah. yeah, and um, yeah, so omega threes are a good one um, for, for really for any brain health. Um, yeah. But had the, the research tends to be into into depression, um, and that's in that's in your sort of oily fish, like your salmon, herring, mackerel, things like that. Yeah. Um, for uh, vegetarians or vegans, there is uh, you can get supplements. 
that are from sort of the seaweed algae type oh, um, right. things so they, they don't have to miss out on that yeah um, and, and that is quite important because vegetarians do often are often low in in omega-3s and, and they're so important so yeah so omega-3s really for and all the stuff for, that we've sort of talked about for anxiety um, yeah but the research all is those heavily around omega-3 help with sleep as well because i guess with mental health issues often with depression and anxiety sleeps and i think general population we all yeah. need a lot more sleep yeah i think um it's, that's that's the other side we would look at we look at stress and we look at your sleep patterns mm. um sleep is so important for yes. everything yeah um particularly sort of the anxiety and depression it's, it's important for all health um i've actually recently just done a blog post on um a healthy sleep routine mm. um i think you know we, we sort of we stimulate ourselves right up to going to bed these days yeah. you know and, and a healthy sort of sleep pattern um comes from a healthy sleep routine yeah um so and during the night we're getting rid of toxins in our yeah, brain it's when your body repairs fine. itself yes. so um, vital so it is vital and we really should be aiming for around eight hours yeah sleep but i'm fairly sure most people don't get it which is really scary <laughs> it isn't is it scary. because of how yeah. I, have you read matthew walker's yes. work oh my gosh yeah. it's fabulous so it makes you sleep doesn't it yeah. makes you think yeah. i need my really sleep really makes you want to go to bed and sleep <laughs> it does how damaging <laughs> and how cognitively impaired we are if we're not getting enough yeah. sleep it makes everything it makes times. everything better and there yeah. are there are tips for helping with sleep um you know things like first thing in the morning get outside get in nature yeah. Um, see that particularly on dark sort of cold winter days you know try even if it's on your lunch hour try to just get outside get that daylight. and just get that daylight because yeah. um, that'll help with your, your cycle yeah. um, I like to do um, some like breathing exercises um, and in mindfulness is a, is a big one these days um, I, I do with, with clients the the, sort of the 3-4-5 technique of oh, breathing right, so yeah. breathing in for 3 hold for 4 and out for yeah. 5 yeah. I just think it's an easy one to remember. Yeah. Um, you know, just a few breaths like that before you go to sleep. Just um, settle. You're looking just, at trying to just, settle just down settled, your blood pressure yeah, just, and calm your physiology down. Yeah, so calm can, everything and, and lower so, that. You know, that sort of fight yeah. or flight that we're all living in. Um, yeah. Calm that down and, and bring yourself down. Mm. Relax before bed. Um, Yoga is a great one. Yes. Um, for, yeah. For relaxation. Um, and turning off, turning off the screens, which I know people always hate to do. Yeah. <laughs> and whenever I asked them to do it, they always look terrified. There is another option. You can use blue light. Blue light glasses. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, you yeah. look a bit strange. Yeah. <laughs> but, but yeah, but that, they, they do help. Um, and turn your, these days, like your, your I know, I'm not sure about other phones, but I know iPhones have like night mode on them. Yes. Yeah. Um, so they, they turn the light um, mm. and things like that do help. But if you can put your phone down an hour before you go to bed, it yeah. will help. And, uh, and try and read a book, you know, rather than watch TV for the final yeah. half hour or get into bed and just read a book for 20 minutes. Yeah. I think the other helps one, the quality and the depth of sleep. It does. And the other one I find the big one is for people that can't get to sleep. Mm. Um, I get they always come to say, well, I just lie there and I get more frustrated because I can't sleep. And I always say, give it 20 minutes. If you can't get back to sleep, get up. 
yeah go make yourself a nice herbal tea or just read a book for a you know it doesn't have to be the problem with sleep is the heart more you want it the less you yeah you have to be and the more your mind starts worrying over why can't i get to sleep yeah you need to to get sleep so i think to actually to do get up and do something or make a cup of tea read read a few pages of a book then get back into bed and try and go back to back to sleep yeah. again because I think the more you lie there, the more frustrated you get, the less yeah. likely you are to. Absolutely, and with um, we've all been told heavily that it's five a day, but I've heard rumours that's changed. Has yeah, it gone up with fruit and veg? Yeah. yeah so, um, oh, I think the NHS and the government are still five a day. Are here. they? Um, and in the inside, I think that world? Res- yeah, <laughs> very different. <laughs> I think that research is about twenty five years old. Is it? Yes, um, and the, and it's still being recommended, and I think it's probably, in my opinion, yeah. way out of date. Um, wow! I so think other countries are certainly different. Um, Australia are five veg, two fruit, I believe. Oh right. Um, so they're up to seven a day, but they they cut it so it's less fruit than veg. Um, mm-hmm. I think Canada, Japan, they're seven a day. Seven a day. Wow. France is ten a day. Um, right. which I think is probably more where we should be at. So we're um, well behind. We're well oh behind. Oh my God, we're still trying to get up to five a day, but yeah. we should be 10 a day. I think eight to 10 a day is where we really should be. And more veg than fruit. And more veg than fruit. Fruit's great, good for you. Yes. You don't want to cut fruit out. Um, you know, definitely not. But a bit like Australia, sort of say, if it's, you know, five veg and two fruit a day, that, that's great. Yeah. I think the other thing, we focus on the numbers of you know five a day, and, and that is it is important. Well, it should be more than five a day, but um, the other confusing thing is I saw a pineapple in the supermarket with one of your five a day, and I can't eat a whole pineapple. <laughs> no, you know, like no bloody I, hell. Yeah, and I I think um, and I think that's why I find a lot of people like to focus on variety. Right. Um, I find that so like a hand. Five a day of a handful of a handful. Generally, people tend to do a handful, and that's what. Um, and that's five a day. It's, that's okay. a very, very sort of simplified way of yeah. uh, of, of explaining it to people. So not a full pineapple. Um, no, <laughs> okay. um, no, a handful tends to be okay. a sort of a, you know a good, a good nice nice handful. Yeah, um, it tends to be an easy well day. actually ten a day of a handful. Yes, oh my god, preferably yes. Um, and variety. That's that is yes. as well as focusing just on numbers. Um, people need to get uh, more different types into their diet. And I think people, whenever I say this, they think, you know, it's going to be all these weird and wonderful foods yes. that you can't find anywhere. And it's really not. I, I actually did um, on my Instagram recently, I did um, a variety challenge. Oh, wow. Um, so it's still on my stories, actually. Okay. If anybody wants to have a look, I did save it. But it's, um, so I, I just, I wrote down what I ate for a week. Oh, wow. Did um, you? Just fruit, the fruit and veg side of things. Oh, so I just wow. wrote down what I had for a week. Um, and how many varieties I got to by the end of the week. And I was aiming for 30, 30. which that's what everybody says. They all go, oh my gosh, 30, that's so much. But actually I got to 33 and <clears throat> there was no weird and wonderful foods in there. If you know, if you go and have a look at the list, it was all very standard, you know, like your mushrooms, tomatoes, avocado, all, all your standard okay. sort of foods. There wasn't anything that you have to go to a health food shop to get yeah, or anything or, like that. There was yeah. none of that. Um, and um, it was, I think if people look at that, they'll see that it's actually surprisingly easy to do. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's not, it's not as difficult as I think people think. So if people were not really eating five a day and they started eating 10 a day and got the variety, would they feel differently in their bodies? Yes, I think, yeah. What would they notice? Because this is the, 
the kind of carrot that we yeah. need to dangle, think, isn't um, it? What would you notice? I think a big thing tends to, the most common thing I get back is energy. Okay. Um, well, that's good. We yeah, all want more energy. I think that's that that's probably the biggest thing that yeah. I get people coming back with. I just I, I just feel better. I feel more energetic. I feel like. I just How long does it do take? That. Like a week? Because um, if I that, was going to be eating ten a day, if, oh my god! Like I want instant results. I think that depends. I think it does depend on what what that person is eating already. Mm, okay. So if you're already eating six a day and you go to ten a day, it's not going to be as drastic as if you're eating two a day and you go to ten a day. So okay. the less you're actually eating, the quicker you're probably going to see results um, because you're subtly going to be piling yes. in a lot. Um, so yeah, so it does depend on how how you, what your diet's like before. I suppose but, how well you're absorbed. Yeah, but pretty pretty quickly. I think within a few weeks you should start to see you'll start to see some some improvements yeah. and um, and hopefully start to feel a little bit better and a bit more energized. Yeah. And, um, I wonder yeah. if it'd be a good idea. I often recommend um, journaling quite a bit, and that would be yeah. something you it's know. So, to just it's so good. That's why down I did this, um, this variety thing. Right. On, like, this challenge on Instagram was so that people could see it written down. Because mm. I think people do they do think like oh they, they there aren't that many varieties that I, I eat, but they probably actually are yeah, eating more than they realise. Think about um, and if you're not, just do something simple. Add add one new variety in a week. Mm. I started juicing. I just bought a juicer to try and wrap it up. some more in. Yeah, but it, it, well, it's a good way. It's a good way. Yes. Of, um, you know, you do still want to eat some some of your vegetables, but juicing is a, is a, it's a good way of adding in those extra portions. If you yes. are finding it hard to just reach to that, wrap it up um, that sort of eight or ten a day, then then it's yeah. a good way of adding them in. But it's not, it's not as hard as I think people think. I think that's, yeah. that's, that's, that's So it's kind of a just, we're, we've got a bit of a mind block yeah, there. Yeah, and I think people have been so used to this message of five a day. I know. Um, so, and I think it's getting... Gosh, I hope, will that change, do you think? I, probably. <laughs> when it'll change, I'm not sure. But I think, I think the, the NHS <clears throat> are catching up a bit more with, with food and, and the government with food on on how important these things are. Hmm. Um, in preventative as well, because that's is, where that, we should be heading. Yeah, and that's that's what functional medicine is very good at, is is, is preventative medicine. Um, hmm. So if you know you've got family history of something, yes. um, go and see a functional medicine practitioner. You know, they, they can help you to try to sort of avoid or stave that off for as long as possible. Get yourself keep, in the best. Yeah, you know, yeah. there's a lot of people now that do Probably think more about family history. useful for everybody to just see somebody about their nutrition, have a little bit yeah. of a review. Because some people, I think, think they're doing so well with their nutrition. Yeah. Like when I was juicing, I thought mm. I'd really got it going on. Yeah. And you'd, I really hadn't. Surprised. It was just trendy. Yeah, you would... And trendy is not good in <laughs> food. No, I think I, I think that's one of the you know one of the important things. A lot of these trends, these sort of fad diets, are then they're never good. Usually, no, there's no. not many of them that work well. Yeah. Um, again, it's this balance. It really is finding that that balanced diet and and getting people on something that they can they can maintain and stay on and feel yeah. better on and stay on it for life and and want they want to do it. I think that's yeah. the important thing is making yeah. getting people to that stage. What would you say you've learned most about working in nutritional in nutrition and functional medicine? Um, learned most probably that there's always something else to learn. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think it's always um, changing. I guess it's like always changing. It's, it's an area of science that's that's rapidly changing, and the research 
Um, you know, they had, going sort of going back, there hasn't really been that much research, mm. and now they're doing a lot more, um, which is brilliant because uh, you know we are we're, we're learning so much more. Yeah, um, but yeah, probably that it's changing all the time. There's always okay. something more to learn, um, and that we need to get those, that new research out there to people. Yeah. Um, you know, because I think that's that's where there's a bit of a barrier. It's, it's like this five a day being, you know, 25 years and old. And I think the, the difference, I don't know how you feel about this, but when I've uh, understood more about nutrition, when I go to the supermarket, there's so many aisles that I basically can't walk down, especially mm. now. Yeah. I'm like down to a third of the, third of the supermarket that's yeah. useful for me, that how we're promoted to is so different than what's good for our health. And the things that are sold to us as healthy, yeah. though, Often are not. not. And, and particularly with gluten-free, there's a lot of packaged gluten-free foods that actually, if you read the back of the oh, packet, they're really not healthy. Right. Um, well, I had a mince pie. I was delighted. I am, <laughs> if I see anything with gluten-free, I'm just buying the weirdest thing after eight mince of gluten-free. I was delighted. <laughs> got a box of after eight minutes um and i bought a mince pie one mince pie 500 calories yeah i, think I like literally couldn't believe it yeah. i still ate it it was, it was okay yeah. but I'm, I'm just kind of going through that if it's gluten free i'm dead excited that's your, you know, your 80 20 you're allowed a mince pie yeah but just yeah. eating anything that's gluten free at the moment yeah and i think um but that was but trying to get people onto natural whole foods that are gluten free as well um, you know, rather than, than buying a lot of, because a lot of gluten-free foods are processed foods, which we want to try and get away from because they tend to have a lot of bad stuff in. Yeah. So trying to get people onto, onto buying whole foods, you know, if it's, uh, if it grew on a tree or grew in the ground, then right, yeah. eat it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, and um, yeah. yeah, and there are, and there, there are ways of doing that. And I think getting people into cooking again, and that's what is, I've got to do. Is a big thing. That is um, non-negotiable. Again, yeah. that's time-consuming, and that, that tends to be the biggest block. I, I get so many people that love cooking, mm. but they just say, "I don't have the time." That's me. Um, yeah. yeah, and I think that's about. I'm having to change my lifestyle. Yeah, you do. And I'll enjoy it. Yeah, yeah, and I think once people get back, it that's the biggest thing. Once people do get back into it, they do love it. Mm. I think people forget how much they've actually they do love cooking. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I think it, it's. Changing a mindset, and that can be difficult with people. Mm. So nutrition's always evolving, always changing. Always changing. Yes. Um, And a question that I ask all my guests, just out of nosiness, (laughs) is: If you could have a conversation with your fifteen-year-old self, what would you say, and what would you want your younger self to know? Um, Okay, I would say: Be more confident. Mm. Um, Worry less about what other people think. Because uh, I'm a warrior, always have you? been. Always <laughs> have been. <laughs> it's so interesting, it's, you know. I'm going to do a compilation, but everybody says that. Yeah. It doesn't matter what people no, think. Yes, we're all saying definitely the same thing. I would say worry less. Worry less. Don't worry about what other people think. Um, and I think live the life that you want to live, not the life that you think you should live or you think mm-hmm. others think you should live. Um, you know, I think it's it's about finding what you want to do in life. Mm, that's um, really nice. Yeah. And are you doing that now? Yeah, I feel I am now, but it's taken me a long time to to get there. Yeah. Um, yeah, and, and to find what it is that I want to do, particularly with having the health problems that sort of mess things up for a while there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, finding finding that thing again that is that's a passion, and I think that's important. So yeah. I think that's probably what I would say. Fantastic. <laughs> and I suppose that there's. 
I want to ask kind of how people can find you, but I just think you've said so much about functional medicine that there might be people that are thinking, how do I, how do I find somebody that does functional <laughs> yeah. medicine? Um, it's quite new so, to me. Well, I have a website. Um, yeah. So you can find me on there. So that's um, goodnutrition.clinic. And I'll and do a link. It's good with an E on the end. Match oh, my, right. match okay. my surname. Um, there's a blog on there as well. There's some right. information. Um, I'm good with the on the end nutrition on all social media as well you have a lovely um, instagram account yeah, so people should follow you on <laughs> um, that yeah yeah definitely um and if you want to learn more about functional medicine the um institute of functional medicine um they're the world leaders they're who i trained with they're american right. actually but they are they're taught by doctors right. predominantly for doctors and other healthcare professionals wow um and they have a website there um ifm.org Right. Um, and there's a load of information on there just, just to learn if you want to learn more about um, mm. functional medicine. And they have a practitioner, uh, find a practitioner page. Right. Um, so you can put your postcode in and, um, and find somebody that's that's done the, the proper training with it. Um, so that's a good one. Um, and and I'll be opening my own clinic in Wilmslow Ooh. in 2020, which is very exciting. So it's all, I'm going to be starting to take bookings for that soon. Right, um, exciting. So, so that's so. exciting, looking forward to that. Um, so yeah, and you can, if you know if you want to do more about that, then email me. Yeah. Um, that's uh, client at Good Nutrition, with the E on the end of the good again, yeah. uh, dot clinic. Um, yeah, and email me or send me a message on social media, DM me, a lot of people do that. So and yeah. I can give you a bit more information about what the clinic's going to be involved in. And I'm going to do remote um, oh, appointments Skype. as well. Oh, yeah, brilliant, so you, global. so you don't need to be living in the area if, uh, you know, I think I think because there's not there's not that many functional medicine practitioners around. Yeah. Um, so it's good to be able to let people get access to more. A lot, a lot, of, a lot of us do do remote, so. Yeah. So yeah, it's definitely worth having Fantastic. Well, thank you so much. That's been great. Yeah. <laughs> and just before we... Well, she can cut this, but um, I didn't ask what, what five things people could do. Yes. Shall I ask you, do you that now? Just do it, yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I did notice, but I didn't want to stop it. I, did, I know, <laughs> I know. Sorry. No, that's fine. So if you could advise five things people could do for their nutrition today, what would that be? Um, so the first thing I think I'd go with would be variety. Right. So, uh, which we've dis- we discussed yes, before. Yeah. Um, so I'd say just, even if it's just you take one new food and you say, mm. I'm going to add that in this week, that's going to be okay. my new food for the week. Just try and build on that variety that you that's have That's a nice diet. way of, that's easily achievable. You know, one, it's easy. Just, one just take one and add one new one, one in a week. Okay. And just start adding a bit more variety. Um, swap a couple of meals for plant-based ones. Mm. I tend to find that's a good one because it's a good way for people to start reaching this eight to ten yes. varieties a day if you you know they if you do have a plant-based meal you tend to find they put a lot more veggies on the plate mm. um so just, just two just two meals that could be lunches or breakfasts or dinners or right. they can't say. if you do that with two that tends to be a good way of adding more veggies into the diet um make sure you get your two portions of oily fish a week mm. um i think that, that that's uh salmon herring mackerel sardines things like that so mm. two portions of those in there a week okay um hydration i think probably for number four yeah um, i recommend that for mental yeah, health for concentration i try and get how many liters a day uh, is it two to three liters a day two to three that's yeah. gone up as well um, yeah i think most people most people find two quite easy okay um and then i try but but that can include herbal teas you know I think okay. people, people do think it all oh, that has to be a glass of water it doesn't it can't that can't you know you can include herbal tea and okay. that and things like that 
um, and try with hydration, try to stop drinking your tea and coffee after lunchtime, particularly yes. if you struggle with yes. your sleep. Um, because I think people don't realise how long the half-life of coffee is. So yeah. from so lunchtime, it's still in your you're body. you're sleeping, you're not getting the quality of sleep if you've got caffeine. If you've still got caffeine in yeah. you. And if you stop drinking at lunchtime, then roughly it's out of your system sort of by eight, nine o'clock at yeah. night. But it takes that long. So mm. yeah, if you can get that in before, yeah, before lunch. Um, and the last one, I would say lifestyle. Um, so work on a good sleep routine. Mm. Um, get some exercise in there. Yeah. Um, yeah. And stress. Look at you know. Look at your stress levels. Um, do some yoga. Do some mindfulness. And mm. if you need it, ask for help. Go and see somebody about it. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think you. So balance. Balance again. Balance. <laughs> That's really good kind of tips that I think people can get started with today. Yeah. Just some nice simple yeah. things that. That yeah. will make a difference. Yeah. Thank you. Okay.